Hey everybody and welcome to the finale of season 2 of the Harmful Habits podcast. I'm one of your hosts Amin and in this episode we interviewed Three Trees' very own executive director Jamisa. She tells us a little bit about her life, her current role, and what our listeners can expect in season 3. As always, reach out to us with any questions or comments on our socials at Three Trees Change or our website at threetreescenterforchange.com. Now, without any further ado, Elevation Beats. Welcome to the last episode of season two. Okay, that's a lot. Somehow, Amin and Ben has found uh, effects. We won't overdo them though, okay? Because that would be over the top. Too much. Too much. Too much already? Yes, it's too much already. So I am in uh, doing the intro for this particular episode, although I'm being interviewed. Uh, Real this quick, though. Episode. Why did the man... I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Hmm? Go ahead. You better tell me some really uh, mm-hmm. cheesy dad joke. What happened to the man who got injured playing peekaboo? <laughs> I don't know. He ended up in the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> You said to dad. I got more. Please spare us. So, Jamisa, it is the last episode of season two. Mm-hmm. We've now done two seasons. Um, first season, we had Amin. Second season, we had Jennifer and three black women. Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, is way too many black women, but maybe we'll work slightly on that. Slightly racist. <laughs> I don't think there was any slightly there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I don't think I'm overdoing that yet, am I? Uh, no, not at all. Anyone? Not, don't, please Welcome stop, to the, the show. <laughs> okay, that's enough. People are going to uh, turn this episode off so much. I cannot wait till season three and oh having God. sound effects. This is going to be great. So let's start with what have you enjoyed about season two, Jamisa? I think season two with... Uh, I mean, Jennifer. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, let's let's preface this first. Okay. Because you helm this show now. And during season two. Too much pressure. I know. During season two, you kind of took over the helm. And so the whole show today is going to be focused on you. It's too much. Yeah. You're going to have to work through that. Mm. So as the pilot on the show, how do you think season two went? I think it went really well. Um, I feel like uh, adding Jennifer to season two um, was really good um, in regards to like just having four different mid 40s white demographic. Yeah. Um, So you have four different perspectives on um, on the podcast now. And so it's been really nice to have that. I think we get along quite well. Um, And then we have the three black women. Um, and I think we kind of just just had like a really just a natural vibe. So um, Joan, I know I knew Joan just through you 
and I didn't know Amber at all. And so um, just to meet each other in like a day and be able to kind of just vibe has been, was really nice or has been really nice. Would you like me to introduce you to more black women? Or are you good really? with just those two? I can't. Okay. Uh, stop it. So what do you think you would have liked to have done different on season two? You seem quite happy with it. Um, because we had pe- we had people on the show. Um, we talked a lot about just um, varying things that's happening in the world in our community. Um, I don't know. I think we did a really good job with that. I think we. I think maybe this coming season, um, it may be good to use some of the topics and the CBI model um, to talk more about family things, very personal things. And when I say family, I mean. Um, it could be work family. It can be, um, it could be friendships, uh, that we have with people. So I think it'd be good to kind of make it a bit more personal for all of us. All right. So seeing as you are taking lead on the show, let's play a little game I called getting to know Jamisa. Are you ready? It's so much. You chose to marry me. So there's that. All right, tell us a little bit about when you were born and where you were born. Uh, August 14th, we won't say the, the year. 76. Thanks. <laughs> That's the same birthday as Chrissy. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Chrissy, Chrissy was and born I in 76, too. August 14th. Really? Yeah. That is so, this is why I like Chrissy so much. If you hear any like background, it's a mean, he just, he's not mic'd up. Um, but Chrissy and I, means fiance, we have the same birthday. So you were oh sorry, and August fourteenth, um, in Florence, South Carolina. So you were born on a warm summer's day. It was, I think it was a Friday. The hint of the weekend in the air. Mm-hmm. All possibilities available. And who were you born to? Uh, to Edward and Lily. And did you have any siblings? No, I am the only child. And Edward. Is he still alive? No. So my parents were married for, I want to say maybe three years before I was born. Uh, so December of 77, my father, actually it's Christmas night, um, he passed away. And I remember your mom talking about this. It's kind of a interesting story in that he never went to church really, right? And then that no, day- so he never, he never went to church. Um, he... My father and I, I think we probably, my personality, I think a lot of it comes from him, that he engaged with people, he cared about people, but he wasn't like, um, I guess in terms of friendships, like he wasn't calling people constantly all the time. And so my mom was saying on that Christmas night, or Christmas Eve, well, one that morning he got up and went to church, it was a Sunday, um, Christmas morning, and so he went to church, and she said that he like called everyone that he had in like his address book, um, just to chat with them, just to talk to them. And then that night he died. And how do you think that shaped your life? Uh, I think it just, my life, my mom's life, I think it just changed everything. Um, Because I think my mother had, as most parents do, an idea of what their life would look like. Um, And I think it was very ideal for her. Um, And I think everything just literally got turned upside down. Um, So just having to, um, I think, take the reins on things that she didn't have to in terms of like like running a household. like the day, like just finances, managing all that stuff, like she just didn't have to do it. And so she had to go in and really figure a lot of stuff out for herself. 
And tell us a little bit about the neighborhood you grew up in, where you went to school, that kind of thing. Mm, I grew up in uh, the north side of Florence. So it's predominantly, it's not all black, because I say predominantly black, but it is an all black uh, area of Florence. Um, except for when I visit. Except when you visit. Um, I didn't go to the elementary school there. My mom bused me across town to a predominantly white elementary school. And then in middle school and high school, I went to the schools that are in my neighborhood, that I would have been zoned for in my neighborhood. Um, but they're pretty awesome. I went to Wilson. I graduated from Wilson High School. And Wilson is one of the few high schools, I want to say there may be four or six um, high schools in South Carolina that did not integrate during integration. So they decided that they were going to stay predominantly black. Um, and it's not that, that, and it was still, I would say that way when I was in high school. Um, I don't think it's that way now. Um, so it was quite an experience um, to be at that high school um, and to be shaped with people who were predominantly black, the principals, the assistant principals, um, the guidance counselors. And it was very much about like, you know, our principal really honed into us about like being able to go and do the best that you can in life. So if you weren't going to go to college, then it's like, then you need to go to a two-year college. You need to, if you don't want to do that, then you need to make certain that you get into a vocational school that we had. And I want to say it was on our campus to like learn a trade, but there was like, he, he did not, I don't think he could see someone leaving that school and they, they didn't have a plan. So it was very much honed into us, like, you have to have a plan. And that's something that, you know, I often talk about um, with the clients that we work with at Three Trees um, with the and just all of the, I guess, re, the um, programs that we help run. And even with our kids, like, there's always need to be a plan for them in the future, for their futures. And so did you attend college? I did. I went to Carolina. That's a relief because so you got your LPC. USC <laughs> Columbia. A bit confusing. Yeah, and that was certainly a culture shock. So I think to go to um, to be at a predominantly black um, high school, predominantly black middle school, high school, and then I get to Columbia, and like I don't even know what the percentage of black people were there, but it was quite small to this huge college, um, and it was just predominantly white. I was at USC maybe a year or so ago, and I was surprised how Caucasian it still is. Oh yeah, yeah, very white. Um, I loved it. It was a great school, but it was certainly something to get used to. All right. Then you got out of college. What did you do next? Um, so I graduated from college and actually I moved to Rock Hill. So I graduated in December 99, got a job. I want to say January of 2000. I started working as a juvenile probation officer in York County. Um, did that for about a year and a half, two years. Then I went, well, I actually worked as a juvenile probation officer um, and then went over to work for a solicitor's office. Um, and I did that for almost 10 years. And then during that time, I was in grad school um, to get my master's in counseling. Um, and from there, I started working over at Three Trees. Um, and then... You interned, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say I did that like three or four years. And then I started my own practice. I know it was longer than that. Was it due to incompetence that you had to leave Three Trees? <laughs> no, it was not. It was me wanting to go out and do something on my own. So I was at Three Trees for a while, and then I decided to fire myself. And why did you decide to fire yourself? Because um, at some point, I wanted to start my own practice. You're not going to mention our blossoming relationship? Oh, and that too. Wow. <laughs> so people may not know this, but the first day I ever took off from Three Trees was to propose to you. 
Was it really the first day you took off? Mm-hmm. Huh. So I think I'd worked for about five years. It was the first Saturday I ever took off. Hmm. Um, maybe six years because it was 2013, something like that. And so Three Trees started in 2007. And you and I started dating, right? And you're like, if we're going to date, I need to go start my own practice. And then um, I took off my first Saturday ever. Proposed, hmm. we got married. Um, and so you have been building Blue Lotus. Well, just silently. I don't think mm-hmm. it was anything formally done then. Just trying to figure all that out. I mean, in general, for the last um, 10 years or so, you've been building Blue Lotus or mm-hmm. eight years or what have you. And then um, this year, we felt it'd be a much better idea um, for you to run Three Trees based on your skills um, versus my skill set. Mm-hmm. And how's that been going for you? I love it. I don't know if the people that work for me enjoy it, but I like it. I did notice that Amin applied for the EAP services for the first time <laughs> since you started making decisions at Three Trees. I enjoy um, organizing. I don't think I, I never thought that I would enjoy that, like just planning and organizing. Um, Amin is um, amazing to work with. And um, he does a lot of the day-to-day stuff. And so he and I do a lot of collaborating together. And you just um, take the glory. I do. No, Amin does. Amin is kind of like he runs around and everyone knows Amin um, in terms of our referral sources. No one, and Kathy. So Amin and Kathy, they, they, they kind of like no one knows that I'm there actually. Um, so all of our referral sources are often talking about Kathy. They're often talking about Amin. Um, so they, they do an amazing job. So tell us, what are your goals for Three Trees? What are your goals for the podcast? Ooh, our goals for Three Trees. Um, we are growing. And so I think it's just like just building on like our, um, I think our communication, our um, involvement in the community, um, just getting facilitators would be awesome. Anyone looking for a part-time job? Um, so yeah, I think just building on what we already have. And what's the philosophy you have that shapes the direction of three trees? Um, oh, this could be troubling. I think just caring and caring for the people that we, um, that come into our, um, services mm-hmm. and just really having them be accountable, um, showing them that we care through, um, I think all of the boundaries that we set for them, um, our consistency with them, um, and being, and I think once we show them that they are willing to come in and be open, um, and really buy into the program, buy into what it is that we are trying to show them, you know, that they can live their life in a healthier way, um, and the very same thing with the referral sources that we um, that currently use us. Um, it's just showing through our consistency, through our discipline, um, that we care about the clients. You think caring is enough? I think it kind of is a foundation of it because I think caring is one thing. I think when we think about caring, we think of this idea of like we give people everything that mm-hmm. they need, and I don't know that's not caring. I think caring is showing and, and uh, pointing out people's dissonance. I think it's showing uh, people where they need to set boundaries. Um, I think it's us being consistent with our own boundaries. To me, that is caring. All right. Are you ready for a quick three trees quiz? Uh, probably not, but go ahead. What are the three trees of change? Cognitive consonants, emotional resiliency, 
and behavioral efficacy. Which one of those trees do you think is strongest within you right now? Mm. I want to say emotional resilience. And which one of the three trees do you think you have to work on the most right now? Mm. I don't know. I maybe have to ask you that. I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe I plead the fifth. Uh-uh. Demi asking me. I mean, which one do you think Demi needs to work on the most? <laughs> I can't talk about that. That's our boss. Demisa, if you were to have dinner with three people tonight, dead or alive, who would you pick oh, and why? Um, hmm. Dead or alive. My father would be one. Um, I've always wanted to talk to uh, Maya Angelou. Um, I think she just had a wealth of knowledge. Um, I would love to have been able to sit down and just pick her brain. Um, the last one. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the third one would be. I have to come back with that one. You? Are you pointing to yourself? Well, it'd be nice to get an invite. <laughs> have dinner with you all the time hmm. interesting you mm. wouldn't want me to meet your dad oh yeah yeah you kind of missed that opportunity I know. Huh? okay i'll invite you ben what do you think your dad would feel about um what you're currently doing in life and your goals in life i would hope that he'd been proud of me I think I have um, maybe exceeded maybe some of my own expectations um, for myself. Because so. you're first person in the family to go to college, right? Yeah, in my immediate family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First person in your immediate family to kind of run your own business. Mm -hmm. Now two businesses. Yep. Um, first person in your family to be an uncaring parent towards two children. <laughs> uh, that would be a negative. So tell me what you're proudest of most about your life. You said your dad would be proud of you. What are you most proud of about your life? Um, I think I think I do a decent job with raising our kids. Um, so I am definitely proud of that. By a decent job with raising your kids, you mean finding a good dad for them who cares for them all the time? Finding a dad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you care for them all the time? You need Basically. to stop. I think I'm home just as much as you are. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But anyways, uh, I think the kids... Um, a Blue Lotus. I'm definitely proud of like getting that business um, kind of off the ground on my own. I didn't have any help from anyone. Um, not that it wasn't offered. I think I just chose to do it, to just do all of it on my own. Um, so getting that going and um, it's just been, it's been successful. So you're probably one of the strongest people I know. Where, what do you attribute your strength to? Um, I would say my mom. I think being able to... I did see her bench 400 pounds the other day. <laughs> it was rather impressive in that squat lift. Yeah, at 77. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think just watching her do, like, just run a household um, as a single parent. And, like, my mom would work some days, like, 12, 14 hours and still come home. And she wasn't, like, she would come home and there was no sitting on the couch. You know, so she would come straight in and, you know, trying to figure out what else needs to be done before the end of the day, um, before we just kind of prepare. We Well, she spent a lot of time just prepping for the next day, 
Uh, so just seeing her kind of just push through a lot of adversity um, is definitely where I would say I get my strength from. What do you think is one thing about you that people may not know, even those people who feel they know you? Mm, probably I'm fairly competitive. Like I don't like. I bet you're not. You know me. What was that for? I bet you're not. It's an oh, old joke. Never better. mind. Anyways, um, yeah, I think you. I think that we probably have very similar personalities. Yours is just more outward <laughs> than mine. But yeah, I think just being competitive. I don't like. I don't like losing. Um, I think I always try to figure out like if there's something I want to do, like how to get that get those things done. From my perspective, I think people would always be surprised by how much you cuss and scream at home. I do not scream. Are you about to do it again? I don't. Of course, I, you know, yeah. Because I'm probably more eccentric outside the house, right? That's true. You're fairly, you're pretty quiet at home. And then at home. I'm not quiet. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quiet at all at home. I think I'm very dominant um, in the house. I, but not with. Dominant? Cursing and screaming. I didn't think we were going to talk about our bedroom life. I can't. Please stop. I am going to yell and curse at you in just a few minutes if you do that one more time. Okay. Do you have any quotes that you live by? I have like a whole... um, Do you want me to to go find it so I can read it to you? Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, Don't do you, that again. So. <laughs> Sorry. You and Amin are going to get fired, and you. What was that? I think your kid just threw down a bowl. Oh. <laughs> so we're recording at home, and we have a child that's a nappy like, day. He's I'm hungry, hungry. <laughs> so we just hear this bowl that I think just came down by the, the second floor. That's hilarious. Okay. Anyways, it says your life is your practice. Your spiritual practice does not occur someplace other than in your life right now. Your life is nowhere other than where you are. You're looking for answers, insight, and wisdom that you already possess. Live the life in front of you. Be the life you are and see what you find out for yourself. I think I asked for your favorite quote, not your favorite book. (laughs) Whatever. What do you like about that quote? How does it shape your life? Um, That... Whatever I want to do, um, like I just like just being present with everything. So just staying in the present moment. Um, but I think just the work that I do, whether it be Three Trees, Blue Lotus, uh, working with the me, working with Kathy, the podcast, that it is just all a part of just my practice, my spiritual practice. So let's do obituary therapy. Are you ready? Not, no. You're lying on your deathbed. You're looking back at your life. Who do you do this stuff with? Myself. (laughs) Go ahead. It's not very conventional. What would you like your life, what shape would you like your life to have taken? I would like my... How many more divorces would you have had? Uh, Probably two. (laughs) (laughs) To be my second one. Um, Out of that, I just cared a lot. That I spent time just caring for people. Um, that I was kind. What does kindness look like to you? Because we have a lot of debate about kindness, right? Um, I think kindness is being able to be direct with people and being able to tell people what your needs are. 
and what you don't need so that they know there isn't nothing's murky um, and they have an understanding about um, who you are and what your values are and what's important to you and what's important for your that what I may feel is important for my family. What do you hope your kids accomplish with their life? I want them to be and I and when I say successful, I don't mean in like a professional or monetary way. Um, Good, because I think we definitely need to lower our expectations <laughs> there. But I want them to be able to live a life that um, is successful in the sense that they are able to be independent from us, um, that they are able to um, stand up for themselves. They don't feel like they have to go with whatever the, the social norms are. Um, that they can just be their own individual selves. And to me, like, I would be happy and that they don't have to live with us after they're out of high school. And you and I are different with that, right? Yes, we are. Like, I want to travel home for as long as possible. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, even if they go to a local college, like, can you just please go stay on campus? Oh, no way. It'd be so much fun to have them here. No, like, I want to be able to walk through my house and, like, or not live here and live in someplace really small. Like a tiny home? Not that tiny, but mm. definitely, yeah, just a bit smaller. Um, and I want to travel. And I want to think about, like, when I close my house up, like, what 19-year-old is in my house having a party, getting drunk when they're not, so, you know, when they're underage? Or if they are of age in my house with their friends getting drunk, having sex, like, mm-mm, nope, none of that stuff. Will we be getting drunk and having sex We will, yes. Maybe too old by then, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Let's bring it back to the podcast. I call this one the lightning round. So if someone, if someone, if someone hear a thud in just a moment, it's going to be whack, me whacking your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. People who tune in for season three. They won't. I, after, I, they won't <laughs> after this episode. If anyone made it through season two, will there be, I just need yes or no answers to these questions. Are you ready? Sure. Can I say sure? No, yes or no. You're already failing. Go ahead. Yes or no, please. Can you answer yes or no to these questions? I guess so. (laughs) Yes. All right. Will Amin be on season three? Of course. Yes or no? Yes. Will Jennifer be on season three? Yes. Will three black women be on season three? Yes. Will I be on season three? Yes. Hmm. Will Amin's poor facts be on season three? Um, though we've had debate about this, I think everyone else on the podcast said they want his poor facts on there. So, but yes. you get to choose. Um, occasionally. All right. Um, how often will the three black women have episodes on season three? I don't Oh, we are going to, it's going to vary. I think we may have some times when we may be on there a bit more frequently because you now it's once a month, but um, we're still in the planning phase of season three with three black women, but I think it'd be more than what we are current, what we're on currently. Are you going to have guests in season three? Maybe with three black women. So just three black women. Mm-hmm. Will there only be four people at a time so people don't get confused with how many people are on the mics in season three? <laughs> Yes. What topics would you like to explore in season three? Um, I think we will talk about 
I think we'll do some similar topics that we did in season two. Um, I think the way that we approach them will be different. So um, relationships, um, we'll talk about um, communication, communication styles. We'll spend some time talking about family. Um, I think with three black women, we will get into some here and there, some pop culture stuff. Um, I know we're, well, my plans are for us to talk about, um, talk to uh, black men and their perspective on just living in America. Um, I would love to talk, uh, be able to talk with someone, a minority um, in the LGBTQ community um, within three black women. So I think we, I think we're just going to, I think we're still in the planning phase of it. But I'm excited. I'm excited about where, where uh, what could possibly happen in season three. So, so far, due to the efforts of Amin and I, we oh are God. in the top third of podcasts. You and Amin? In the world. How, how is it that you and Amin? Why do you think our shoulders hurt so much? We've been carrying this. Really? And so, where do you think we'll be at in a year's time with the podcast? I know. So, what were the stats on, um, I think it was Spotify. What were the stats on Spotify? Where are we? They Within said podcasts. Ben and Amin are amazing. So we're at 34. Quick fact 30, check. Was that right, I mean? Yep. 34th? Ooh, I don't know. Wasn't that we're 34th? It was when we're in the top third. Top third. Mm. Probably at the bottom of that top third. Otherwise, they would have said top quarter or <laughs> top something else. So, yep. yep. Bottom of the top third. Where, mm. where do you think we're going to be under your leadership? I don't know. Well, I think the best thing that we can hope for is um, that we stay where we are, right? <laughs> that we didn't go any lower. That would be great. Mm-hmm. So, Jamisa, are you ready for the last round? Hurry up, because our kids are about to come downstairs. Final round. If you could change one thing about me, what would you change? Hmm. I like you the way you are in regards to personality and those things, but your clothes, like your whole fashion thing, it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. Like... You just need to let me take you shopping one day. You did. You took me shopping last weekend for I a know. day. Yeah. I got some compliments on my fit this week. Mm-hmm. See, you just need to, like, let, just let me continue to do this. Just go shopping with you. What is the thing you love about your husband the most? Uh, your sense of honesty. Even when I don't want <laughs> your honesty, I get it. I appreciate that. <laughs> Even when like, it's unsolicited. It's very, yeah, at times it is certainly unsolicited, but I always know where I stand with you. And I think that allows us an opportunity to have very honest conversations. Like, I don't feel like, and I, I think you would agree that I don't hold back. Like, I will say what I need to say to you. Um, probably didn't come out always in the best way, uh, but I never feel like I can't talk to you about something. What is a habit I have that drives you insane? Um, I have a bit of OCD with like things being clean in my house. And um, that's the shit that drives me nuts. It's like you don't. Is your OCDness? No, it's the fact that you aren't detailed. Like you do like an overview kind of clean. And I'm like, you're like, oh, I clean the kitchen. It's like, this shit ain't clean. Like there's stuff all over the countertop. And you know, I'll fuss about it. I'm like, dude, you didn't, you did not clean the kitchen. And look at all this stuff. It would be tough to clean though, right? No. Crickets. Mm-hmm. All right. What are you most proud of about our marriage? Not your first one. That we survived. <laughs> We've been together for 10 years. No, I'm joking. Um, 
Good joke, Jamisa. Mm-hmm. What I'm most proud of? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that we really, we work, we, we make an effort to work together as a team. Um, I think the approach that we take to raising kids, to just being in a relationship together, um, I think we do a really good job with just constantly communicating with everything, probably to the point that it may be over communication sometimes, but um, I think we do a really good job with just working together. All right, I have my last question mm-hmm. for you today. If you had a choice of one night with Morris Chestnut from 10 years ago, or one night with Benjamin Motley. Oh, not Morris Chestnut. Like, what is his name? Yeah, Michael. It was. No, Michael. B. Jordan. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I don't know, dude. No, when we were first on a date, we went to a movie. I can't, you can't tell. Like, Morris and Morris Chestnut. Chestnut took his shirt off, and you started exclaiming in the middle of the movie theater mm-hmm. about how attractive he was. Mm-hmm. But still. I guess he doesn't beat Michael B. Jordan. He does not beat Michael B. Jordan. So would I get kicked out of the bed for Michael B. Jordan? You might get kicked out of the bed for Michael B. Jordan, yes. That's fair. I asked. <laughs> All right. So, Jamisa, I think everyone kind of knows you a bit better now. Um, you're my favorite person in the whole wide world. There's so much I admire about you. I'm really excited for people to get to know you better and to just learn about the amazing impact you've had on so many lives. And you're such an inspiration. Well, thank you. Thanks for asking, answering all my questions today. So in season three, um, we are not using that because that will drive someone insane. Namely me. Anything you'd like to say to close the show? Would you uh, like to refer people to my blossoming TikTok account? So your TikTok account is Three Trees TikTok account. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if you want to find Ben, um, he's on TikTok. What is, what is it? What's Three your trees username? Okay. Three How trees. do you not even know? What kind of boss are you that you don't even know the name of your TikTok? Uh, I think I've given all the social media stuff to you. And it's I don't because I'm there. so photogenic. Yeah. Uh, so TikTok, Three Trees Change, Instagram, Three Trees Change mm-hmm. as well. YouTube, Three Trees Center for Change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank only you. fans, three G's change. Oh God, yeah, it was not, oh man, like you didn't say that. So um, I am so happy for those people who have listened to us for season two, and maybe um, maybe you listened to us from season one and season two. When will season three kick off? Uh, January, late January. Yeah. All right, we'll take a few weeks off. Mm-hmm. Recharge the old batteries. Absolutely. Play around with the sound effects. And uh, take care, happy holidays, and we'll see y'all in 2023. Bye.